Please turn in your Bibles to 1 John chapter 2. We're back in the epistles of John. Hallelujah. Took a break from it. And uh, we're going to return to it now. And uh, it was very interesting where we're beginning in the epistle of John, seeing that we just finished with Christmas. Because <laughs> in the verses we are about to read, we are actually going to talk about denying Christ. And, you know, it's really sad. Um, some people had sort of said to me that they've gone to shopping centers and just there's no carols, there's no Christmas music, you know. And yet there are other places that, boy, from about November they started playing Christmas music. <laughs> I think people are trying to make a statement, don't you think? Amen? And, uh, you know, I, I mean, I love listening to that. And I think it's really interesting what is actually going on in society right now. And we really need to be aware of it. And, you know, we need to understand that we are living in the end times. You know, don't freak out and don't think, well, they should. You know, well, that's, that's, that is where we are right now. And you were made for such a time as this. Amen. You know, if you couldn't stand it, you wouldn't be born right now. So you need to find the strength and the courage on the inside of you and know God made you for this time. God put you here for this time. This is your time. This isn't a place that you got dumped in, okay, <laughs> all right, and you just got to just struggle along. God put you here now because this is when, when you belong. And what you do with that is up to you. Amen? And, and see, that's, that's the reason why, family, we just really need to understand that we're here for a reason. We have been put here for a reason. And if we don't ever acknowledge that, if we don't ever see that, if we think we're an accident, you're all here? Okay. Then we're just going to blame, you know, we're not going to take up the fight. Let me put it this way. All right. We're just going to survive and just make it and, and take care of ourselves. And that's all that matters. And it's all about me. It's not all about you. Amen. And can I say this? The time that you stop making it about yourself is when you get liberated. You're the worst person that you can have on your mind. Because you know you too much. <laughs> have you found that sometimes it's really hard to pray for people you know too well? Because you know their faults. And you start praying and you know you start remembering that thinking, oh, I don't think they're going to get this prayer. Well, that's not up to you. Amen? That's why it says pray for each other. Hallelujah. Anyway, that's not my message. Anyway, let's, get <laughs> let's, let's try to get through some of this message today. 1 John chapter 2, let me begin reading in verse 22. The Apostle John says, who is a liar? Now, when the Apostle John says, who is a liar, what, is that, what he essentially means is, what is the essence of the lie and the false teaching that has led people astray and deviated so destructively from truth of uh, the truth of the apostles' doctrines. There are some very key things. You know, somebody once said we can disagree on a lot of things, but there are some key things we need to agree on. All the denominations. Amen? There are some key things that make us Christian. And, you know, as long as those key things are there, then we can, you know, whether we're post-trib or pre-trib or any kind of trib, 
you know, that's tribulation, okay, or, uh, whatever. People have a lot of opinions about different things and a lot of teachings. All of that stuff, who cares? As long as we know that Jesus is Lord, that Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If we can agree on those things, we're there. All the rest will take care of in heaven. We're probably all right and all wrong. Who knows? Who knows? Okay. <laughs> you know? <laughs> uh, I could preach on that, but we won't. All right. So <laughs> he then answers the question <laughs> simply and concisely by saying in verse 22. But So the question was, who is a liar? And he says, but he who denies that Jesus is the Christ. He is Antichrist who denies the Father and the Son. Now, let me read a commentary here first. In his commentary, Simon J. Kissimaka says that the Apostle John is not addressing the person who occasionally misinterprets the truth, but one who strikes at the heart of the gospel of Jesus Christ. The heart of the Christian faith is that Jesus is perfect God and perfect man. That's what Christmas is about. That's what Christianity is about. That it wasn't a prophet that came down here. God came down here. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Amen? And then the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld His glory. Amen? As the only begotten of the Father. Full of grace and truth. Thank God, not law. And judgment but grace and truth that should mark all of our lives grace and truth see a lot of people say well we got to be truthful brother we, we you know sometimes the truth hurts and we just want to just be truthful and just cut people up every way there's no grace in that grace precedes truth listen to me we need to understand that grace always needs to precede truth. Whatever you do, you need to do it in grace. That's why the Apostle Paul said, speaking the truth in love. Not cutting one another up. Slicing and dicing. <laughs> okay? Telling, telling them what you, what you believe. Because it's true, don't you know? Well, shut up. I'm sorry, but you know, <laughs> some things just don't need to be said. Amen. Hmm. Moving on. <laughs> now, I said here before again, the heart of the Christian faith is that Jesus is perfect God, perfect man. That's why he calls these people Antichrist, because they deny Christ and strike at the very heart of the Christian faith. Now, Notice further, let's continue on in this verse. Notice further also how the Apostle John ends verse 22. Notice he says, he is Antichrist who denies the Father and the Son. Now, another commentary. Colin G. Cruz writes this. Denial of the Son also involves a denial of the Father. Now, I want you to listen to this and, uh, because I want to make a point at the end of this. If you don't catch what I'm about to say, you're going to miss the point. So if you're asleep, stay asleep. If you're awake, okay, pay attention, all right? <laughs> okay, all right. Don't wake up in the middle. All right, so 
He says denial of the Son also involves a denial of the Father. Because it was the Father who sent His Son. Listen now, we agree with this, but we don't understand the relevance of it. And number two, it is the Father who bears testimony to the Son. Can we agree on that? All who deny the Son and so deny the Father can no longer be regarded by the author, that's the Apostle John, as true believers. He says, they went out from us. They did not really belong to us. Their going showed that none of them belonged to us. Okay? One more thing. John MacArthur says that another characteristic of Antichrist or Antichrists is that they deny the faith that is sound doctrine. Anyone denying the true nature of Christ as presented in the scriptures is an Antichrist. Can I get an amen on that? Anyone denying the true nature of Christ as presented in the scriptures is an Antichrist. The denial of Christ also constitute, constitutes a denial of God himself who testifies of the Son. I am, I am leading to something here. I have heard it said so many times that... <laughs> now, if this, is a, if this is a pet thing, I'm sorry. But I need to bring something out that we seem to be missing. You know, there is this idea that there are many roads that lead to God. You all know that one? Okay. And the sad situation is, you might as, well, might as well say, there are many things that you can put in your petrol tank. Can you? Can you be just open-minded about your gas tank? Well, why not? You're open-minded about everything else. I mean, everything else. <laughs> okay? <laughs> you know? Doesn't even matter if you're male today. You could be female tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, you know, you can do whatever, man. Just it's a whatever kind of world. <laughs> Except that darn car. You know, we can't just put water in it. It'd be so much cheaper. And, the, you know, they just raise the petrol prices because they know you got to put it in. Isn't that interesting? That we, uh, we, we, you know, we say, well, you know, we're a society that needs to be open-minded. We are very close-minded. We put only petrol in the tank. We have a single key that opens the front door. Thank God. Otherwise, everybody will come and go in your house. Because they have a key, don't you know? And we're liberal, so our key works on everything. It doesn't matter what you think. It either, <laughs> you know, no matter how liberal your thinking is, no matter how um, politically key correct you are. <laughs> 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 your key will not open my door. Because there is only one way into my house through my key. You all get this? There's only one way I can drive that car is by putting the kind of gas that they told me I should put in it. 
I can't wake up one day and go, you know what, I have had enough of this. <laughs> okay? Are you all with me? And if you want to call me, you better know my number. Because if you misdial one number, you're getting somebody else. Hello? Can you see how, what a precise world we live in? You know, I was typing an email off to someone, and I missed one letter. One itty-bitty letter. And it went off somewhere else. And then it came back from somewhere else. And it says, what are you, stupid? There's nobody there. <laughs> well, that's what it says when it says the delivery didn't take place. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I had to go through and check every single letter to find out which one I missed. And yeah, I did miss one. But once I got that right, everything worked. Are you hearing me? It is very sad that God himself said, just like the car manufacturer, just like the telephone company, just like the email addresses, they all tell you there's one way. Just like the guy that put a, you know, a lock in your door and said, this is the key that opens your door. Everyone tells you there is one thing, except when we get to, well, when it comes to God, we can do whatever we want. doesn't matter what the handbook said. The instruction manual said something else. But we don't want to listen to that today because, you know, bless God, we just sound very narrow-minded. Can you see how ridiculous that is? We are so precise everywhere else. What makes us think that God, God is less precise? The God that put all of science into motion. Do you know if you get one formula wrong, if you do something wrong, the thing doesn't work. Are you all here? Same thing in maths. If you get something off, it won't work. You won't get the answer you're looking for. That is a God that set up all those systems. See, we think of God as, well, you know, he just kind of floats around. And, you know, one day gravity works, the next day it doesn't. One day the planets go this way, the next day it goes the other way. Some days the sun comes up, other days, you know, whatever. The cock's crowing and nothing happened. Oh, nobody cares, you know, and just, well, whatever. One day the tide comes in, the next day, who knows? The moon may or may not turn up this month. Isn't it interesting how we take all of that for granted? Everything is so precise. Our timepieces. Boy, if we're a little bit off, we get upset. That is the same God that said just the way all of that works, that precisely. You want to come to me? This is the precise way of doing it. And when people come and deny that, there's a problem. Do you know even the Jewish people? See, a lot of times you say, well, the Jews, you know, they have a special grace. Why? If they, do they deny the sun? Can I ask you a question? Can you just answer me a question? Do they deny the sun? Yes or no? What have we just said? He who denies the sun also denies the father. That's why I said there's no such thing as a Jewish Christian. Because all the Jews that decided to receive Christ became Christians. 
<laughs> they didn't stay Jews. They became Christians. Are you all with me? And that's what we need to understand as well. You know, we, we, we look at what's going on sometimes in that nation and we think, well, how can God allow that to happen? You all understand now what's going on? When they denied Jesus, they denied God. And when they did that, then God just took his hand off. He has no recourse but to do that. Now, are they a nation that we need to pray over? Yes. But you tell me one nation we shouldn't be praying over. Huh. Got you there, didn't I? So what's the deal here? <laughs> oh, yes, but brother. Here's the, here's the argument, okay? Can I? Yeah, okay. But brother, they are special people from God. And we have to pray protection over them. From what? All the other people you're not praying for. That's why they're stinkers, because you're not praying for them. Hello, if we pray for all nations like the Bible tells us, they won't attack everybody, let alone the Jews. Are you beginning to see the fallacy in all of this? We have to be so careful that we don't miss things. So, let's get back to something else now. Pray for your enemies. Not just your friends. But brother, I have trouble praying for my friends. I have trouble praying, full stop. Okay, so there's a problem. We need to start there. Amen? You know, I think, I think we have trouble praying for ourselves. Let alone pray for anything or anyone else. It's like, oh dear God, you know, I got enough problems in my life. Not to go praying for the, you know, the guy that's making the problems for me. But can I say this to you? You pray over that guy, you won't have any more problems. One way or the other, it'll get fixed. One way or the other. Either they'll change or they won't be there anymore. What happened? I don't know. They found a piece here. And a, you know. <laughs> okay. God, you know, God has a way. God has his ways. Anyway. So, let's get back to this now. All right. <laughs> we see a wonderful example of God testifying to his son in Luke chapter 3 and verse 22, where it says, And the Holy Spirit descended in bodily form like a dove upon him, and a voice came from heaven which said, You are my beloved son, in you I am well pleased. Now, let me, let me look at that verse a little bit more. Notice, the Holy Spirit descended in bodily form like a dove. He didn't come down as a bird. Okay. <laughs> okay. I mean, I've seen pictures of little doves, you know, and coming down. He, it says like. It says like. You need to understand that like doesn't mean that it is. They're saying, well, the best way we could describe it is it was like a dove. So what we need to do, uh, and we're not doing that today. <laughs> okay, so hallelujah. Okay, is to look at what, a, you know, what are the characteristics Attributes of a dove. How did they fly? How did they glide down? All those things. That's how it looked. Amen? All right. But I also want you to notice here, and it says, not only did the Holy Spirit come down, so notice that the Holy Spirit, that's one part of the Godhead, is acknowledging Him. You with me? Now, there's another part of the Godhead that's going to acknowledge Him. It says, and a voice came from heaven which said, you are my beloved son. 
So we have the Holy Spirit and God the Father. And can I just say this? God the Holy Spirit and God the Father acknowledging God the Son. When God said, you are my son, understand he was saying, this is God as well. You all get this? Now, today we are all sons and daughters through him. Because he was, we are. Because we are in him. Amen? That's why the Bible always talks about the sons of God, not necessarily the daughters of God. Do you know why? Because in the kingdom, you walk in as the son. Because the son lives in you. See, God doesn't see a woman and God doesn't see a man. God sees the son. Whatever flesh it's clothed in, he sees the son. Are you all with me? That's why I have enormous issues. <laughs> soapbox. Okay. I let you know when it's a soapbox. I have enormous issues when people have this idea of, you know, males and females and which is superior and everything else. Well, you are, you are comparing Christ against Christ. That's what it comes down to. That's what the Apostle Paul said. You know, there's no male or female, Jew or Gentile, bond or free in Christ. We're all in him. Amen? Could preach on that for a long time, but we won't. All right, get back to this. Added to this, there's also Matthew chapter 17. How much time do I have left? I... Okay. Matthew chapter 17, verses 1 through 5, where it says, Now after six days, Jesus took Peter, James, and John, his brother. Notice who's in this crowd. There's Pete, James, and John. Notice Peter and John. Okay, all right. And led them up on a high mountain by themselves. Verse 2. And he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun. And his clothes became as white as light. Yeah, but he's, wasn't he just a prophet? Wasn't he just a good man? Good men and prophet don't look like this. Amen. That's why he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Because take a look at me, boys. This is who I really am. Amen? All right. And behold, Moses, I'm in verse 3. Moses and Elijah appeared to them, talking with him. So they all saw them. I love the way that's phrased. Those two appeared to them, but they were talking to him. So all the disciples, we're not going to know, they're going to see it. Okay, so the disciples saw Moses and Elijah. These, uh, by the way, these guys are dead. But brother, we can't talk to dead people. Uh, tell Jesus that. But be careful how that happens. Do you understand that a lot of the... Colossians tells us that all things were made by him and for him. Do you hear me? Okay. All things were made by him and for him. Anything in this earth that seems to be something that only the devil has done is actually a counterfeit. And what we need to understand, see, and oh, I tell you what, Christians get so squeamish and they go, oh, we can't do that because the devil's doing it. Well, he stole it from us. Amen. It's time we reclaim some things, family. And it's time we stop becoming, being too religious in our thinking. We need to just stay open to God and go, God, whatever you say is right. It's okay. 
Never mind about my religion. Amen. I, you know, so many people, see, we take scriptures and we read into them more than what they're saying. That's what the problem is. Then we make a doctrine out of it. Then anybody that says anything other than that doctrine, we get upset with them. Because, of course, our doctrine is perfect. You understand? We didn't miss anything when we made up our doctrine. So if you say anything else, you're wrong. And we're having this attitude about it. Hello, that in itself is wrong. Amen, don't, don't be so quick to defend stuff that may be wrong. I told you, <laughs> there are some things that we need to agree on. All the rest, check it out. I think it's incredible <laughs> that two dead people are talking to Jesus. I talk to dead people. Hello. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> they are talking to him. It's very interesting who these two people are. What happened with Elijah? He never died. He was taken up in a whirlwind, remember? Elisha, Elisha said, I want to be there when you go. Elijah said, you're not meant to be. This is the short version. He said, yeah, but I want to. And he said, all right, you just hang with me. You're going to be freaking out, but hang with me. And he says, if you see me going, because he said, remember, I want a double portion. You know. And what happens? A cha fire, chariots of fire. You know that movie, them fellas running? That came from the Bible. They, not, nobody was running here. Okay, <laughs> There were horses on fire. I mean, th this is an incredible scene. Comes and picks up Elijah and takes him. He didn't die. There was no body to bury. And it's so good. <laughs> uh, oh, let me just say this very quickly. Elisha goes and says, this happened. And all the prophets go, well, maybe the Lord dropped him off somewhere. An accident, he fell somewhere in a mountain or something. Let's go search. Can you believe the stupidity of people? You know, this is what religion does. It, it can't manage things. Amen. But there is Elisha. He went bodily into heaven. Interesting. Bodily into heaven. What about Moses? We don't know where his body is. These are two very key individuals. And they come to talk to Jesus. And everybody saw them. Can I ask you a question? Are you all awake? Listen to this question. Answer me. Had any of the disciples seen a picture of Moses and Elijah? No. Well, how did they know it was them? Could be Bob and James or something. I mean, you know, the, the, the question should have been, who are these guys? But they knew them straight away. Hallelujah. No matter how much I forget your names here, I'll know them when we get to heaven. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> right? you, people have said, will we know more in heaven? Yes. And you won't need to be introduced. All right. They weren't. All right. Let's keep going here. I, I need to finish this. We'll have to stop here today. Haven't got to the place I want to get to yet. Verse 4. Then Peter answered and said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you wish, uh, wish, let us make here three tabernacles, one for you, one for Moses, see, he recognized him, and one for Elijah. Verse 5, and this is important. While he was still speaking, Pete was still talking, okay? This dude was always talking. Behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and suddenly a voice came out of the cloud, saying, This is my beloved son, in, who, in whom I am well pleased. Hear him. In other words, Pete, stop talking. 
Listen to what he has to say. Amen? Notice again, God the Father acknowledges God the Son. With all of this for people to deny the Son, they are now denying the Father. You understand now what this means? We'll have to pick this up next week. But you need to understand that when you deny the Son, then you are denying everything the Father said about the Son. That is what the great sin is. That, you know, people say, well, God does, you know, God has spoken to me. Yeah, he has through this. Amen. Amen. You know, when they make a rule or law, they write it down because the, say, the guy that made the law doesn't have to go around to every single individual and tell them, I wrote, I made this law. I am telling you firsthand, I made this law. Now, next person, come over here. Okay, I made this law. I am telling you, you know, it's going to take a long time to pass a law. Do you know what they do? They pass it, they write it. You better find out what they wrote. Because the next time you're on the road, if it had to do with road rules, but I didn't know, won't get you not getting a ticket. That's a double negative, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> okay? I didn't know it doesn't work out there. They expect you to find out. Amen. It's funny how we, we're okay with that, but we're not okay with this. God has to come to me in my room and tell me personally, wow. You know what you know will happen if he did? You'd go, woo, I should need that pizza again. <laughs> That'll be it. You'll blame it on a pizza. You know why? Because if you want to change, it's there. If you don't, regardless of how God turns up, you'll make an excuse. Is how it is. Amen. I'm going to stop here for today. Let's have every head bowed, every eye closed. I'm going to keep preaching on this. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. We acknowledge Jesus as Lord today in our hearts, in our minds, in our lives.